Now, you might not believe this, but the career path of almost every super successful individual included having a job just like the one you have now. You're either going to or coming from work, so we might as well talk about it today on Your Way to Work. And now, your host, Ricardo Witte. Hello, everyone. Welcome to On Your Way to Work, the show that talks not to the manager, not to the business owner, but to you, the worker on the workplace floor. I'm your host, Christian Witted, and I'm here today with Rick Witted. How you doing, Rick? Doing well, Christian. Good to be with you again. How's it going? I've been doing pretty well. So uh, recently, we've been getting a lot of questions from the listeners, and I've grouped them by themes. And today, I want to talk about being authentic, being real in the workplace. Hmm. Interesting. Let's hear the question. By, by the way, it's very exciting that the listeners are starting to respond so, uh, to, uh, to the show and, and asking questions. So, hey, keep those coming in. Go ahead, Christian. What do you have for us? All right. So the first question we have here is, what's considered off limits regarding authenticity or being yourself in the workplace? Hmm. Um, don't be stupid. <laughs> so being real it just means not, um, and that listener probably heard me refer to authenticity in, in the workplace. And, and what I mean by that is to be yourself. Um, whatever that is, be yourself. Uh, at the end of the day, people know when you are putting on a front, maybe not initially and maybe not everybody. But the thing about the workplace is it, it it becomes like family, right? You're around these people literally about 55% of your awake time. And the next closest thing to that is sleeping. So we spend roughly nine hours at work or work-related activities and roughly seven and a half hours sleeping. Everything else is a distant third and fourth. And, and by the way, that includes family. So... The thing about work is you become family with these people. And some of us have family that we love, and some of us have family that we can't stand being around even if we love them. So it really doesn't matter which one in the workplace. You can be with people you love. You can be around people that you really are waiting for the bell to ring so you can go home. Either way, when you spend enough time around people, they learn you. They learn your idiosyncrasies. They learn your mannerisms. They learn how you're going to respond when things are well, when things are bad. So if you're not being you in time, people in the workplace will know that. And so it's just much easier to be yourself. People get a sense of, I believe, um, uncomfort, or, or maybe a better term is, if I know that you're not being authentic, then can I trust you? Um, the lack of authenticity can convey a lack of trustworthiness. And so you just want to be careful about that. So when I talk about being real in the workplace, I, I mean just being yourself. 
Um, now, we all have different sides of ourself, right? We have our silly self. We have our, you know, angry self. We have our, you know, and I'm not saying, well, being real, Rick said be real so, you know, I can sh- make a joke out of everything. Well, you can't. <laughs> You're at work. Or I can just blow up when I get very upset. Well, you can't. Even if that's what you do at home, you do that type of stuff at work and you don't have a job anymore. But what I am saying is be your personality. Whoever you are, be that person. Because in time, everybody in the workplace will realize that you're being fake. Just takes time. Hope that answers the listener's question there. What's the next one? In that same vein, what do you do when your authenticity is not recognized? Specifically, take for example, my supervisor may only see me for my technical skills or technological skills, but really hasn't gotten to know me or really doesn't know me. Hmm. So it sounds like what the listener's saying is, I'm being recognized for the specific skill set I possess to do the job, but as a person, I'm not being recognized. Or this really sounds like, and I don't know if this is um, an authenticity question more so than it sounds like that there is an engagement. It sounds like the manager isn't engaging the, the worker here. So you you can run into those type of people in the workplace. So let me just try to answer that question how I heard it. So if you are not developing a relationship with your manager in the workplace or your boss, or if if you're not in developing a relationship with them, then you've got a couple of options. One, you can wait on them to engage you or you can engage them. And since, in my mind, your career is something that you own, right? Your manager doesn't own that. And the person that will get the most credit if things go super well in your career or the most blame if things go super wrong in your career is you. Nobody else, just you. And so if that holds true, and I believe it does, then the ability to have an engaging relationship with your manager is on you because your manager has joint destiny in your success. You being successful in the workplace means they're successful. You not being successful in the workplace means that their ability to be successful is limited. It's you become the weakest link, right? And they own the chain. So so if you're not successful, they don't win. So engage them. Engage them. What does that mean? Well, it depends on the personality of your manager for sure. But you can start with what this listener says they have in common, right? What does the the uh, the manager or the owner recognize? They recognize their technical skills. So let's say, for example... That skill is they're very good with computers and whatever, right? So if that's the case, then what you can do is to begin to engage your manager around your skill set, right? Are there things that you can do to help 
you know, beyond what you're already doing? Are there ways that you can help the rest of the team based on your knowledge? Can you uh, help take the load off of the manager a little bit in an area that you, you seem to be much stronger in than others, maybe also than, than the manager themselves? And so it sounds like what I'm saying is if you want to engage your boss more, then do their work. Uh, and that's not what I'm saying. But I am saying if you want your boss to engage you more, then make their job easier by doing more, right? And, and more doesn't have to be more hours. More can just be being helpful to those around you. You've got to find common ground. The most common ground you have with your manager is a job well done, right? And that's where you start. Right. And so if you start there, then you can begin to build a personal relationship. How? Well, ask them to go to lunch. Right. Ask your boss to mentor you. I am amazed to this day at the number of people who do not ask their boss, will you mentor me? Every boss that I've had, I've asked them, will you be a mentor to me? Uh, Because there's just something about that. Now, if I'm doing the work, like I said, if I'm if I am making my boss's job easier by the quality and the level of excellence that I do or execute on in my job, I have the right to ask them for that. And also, am I coachable? Am I teachable? You have to use what you have most in common with your boss. That's your job. And you have to use what's most important with your boss sometimes to develop that engagement. That's a job well done. That sets the stage for you to ask for other things. Now, some people have bosses that are personable and they engage. This listener sounds like they don't. And if you don't, then use the job. Use the thing that you do have in common. I hope that answered the question. That was a little bit long, but listener, just write back if, <laughs> if there's more that I could try to answer to that or if I missed the point. So we have another question here pertaining to bosses. Uh, how can I confront unfair demands from my boss and still express the real me without coming across as a chronic complainer? Hmm. Now I'm thinking I should have pre-screened these questions. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, that's a tough one. So sounds like the listener is saying, you know, I have a boss who is expecting things uh, from me that are unreal things, or and I want to voice my opinion on those, but I don't want to come across as a complainer. So I I would say this. I'd say, number one, your gut is right, right? You do not want to come across as a complainer, right? And and I'll tell you why. Because nobody likes them. Nobody likes complainers. Probably the reason the listener doesn't want to come across as a complainer, because they don't like complainers either. (laughs) It's just, you know, it's just human nature. So we're all like that. So I think your gut is right. And I do think you have to be careful to make sure that you don't have an objection to everything. And so, you you know, you got to step back and just make sure. um, This is where I think mentors or people you can trust to give you uh, an honest opinion about yourself, I think this is where they become valuable. Now, I'm not talking about your buddy. Like Your buddy's not going to help you because 
if you're mad, your buddy's going to be mad at the person you're mad at too because they're your buddy. They're your BFF. That's, but, but you've got to find someone, and I think mentors are good for this. Um, you've got to find someone that you can trust to be honest with you, brutally honest with you, and tell you the most truth about you. And um, when you find that person, if you've got that kind of person that you can go to, then you can say, hey, hey, let me share this with you. This is what happened. And I just feel it's really unfair. And, um, you know, am, am I being unreasonable here? What are your thoughts? All right. And preferably someone who knows the culture of the organization, someone who knows the job. So this maybe this is a co- coworker that you trust or a mentor or another manager, right? But you've got to find someone that you can you can count on to understand the culture that's behind the request made and make sure that you are um, that you're not coming across as a complainer and or that you've got someone that can help you answer that question constructively. So that's one. If at all possible, have a mentor or someone that you can trust to help you carve out that, answer um, correctly or carve out your response correctly. So that that's one. The second thing that I would say is, you know, I, I need to know a little bit more from the listener, but, but what is unreasonable? And, you know, is this something that is out of the scope of the nature of the job itself? And this is a drastic example, but I'm just saying if, if you're the computer technician and that's what you do, uh, is your boss coming to you and saying, okay, hey, I need you to run communications today and go speak to the customers, you know, in the front of the store, but your job is normally in the back of the store. Now, that 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 could be an unreasonable request, particularly if that's not in the normal scope of what you do. That's one. And two, that's not something that um, that that you are asked to do all the time, right? Yeah, your boss could ask you a one-off. And because they ask you a one-off, that doesn't make it unreasonable. But if they ask you the same one-off a hundred times, then it may be unreasonable. And so how do you address that? Well, honesty. You've got to find out, is that the expectation of the job? And do you understand what the expectation of the job is? So you could walk around upset and angry and frustrated and acting like somebody stole your red bicycle. Or you could just ask your boss, you know, is this something that is is an expectation for the role going forward? And if they say, yes, it is, then you can say, you just be honest on what what you have reservations about. Is this an issue of something that you need help with that you don't know how to do well? Is this a confidence issue of something that you're not certain of how to do well? Or is this something that just goes way above and beyond what you're being asked to do? And I got to tell you, typically if, 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 if you're being asked to do it, it's because they believe you can do it, right? And so it's a great opportunity to, you know, outgrow your space, right, and, and, and make your current job bigger. If that's not your desire, then you need to be very clear with where your reservations are coming from and address that with your manager. You cannot address it with the manager or the boss in these terms that say, I'm not going to do it, you can't make me do it, 
and be defensive and be combative and you you just you can't that solves nothing be honest and if that is the new expectation if that's the new expectation from your boss then that's what you need to be talking about and if the boss says yes this is something that i really am counting on you to do then you immediately need to begin talking about what gaps you have to do that effectively or confidently. And it's that boss's job to help you figure that out. So you've got to be able to express that. So if something's coming to you and you're feeling this is unreasonable, before you ever talk to your manager, the very first thing you want to do is answer this question. Why is it unreasonable for me to be requested of this? You've got to be able to answer that. And really step back and answer that. And then I would say, go bounce that off somebody, right? Again, not your buddy, not your bud, not your friend. They're just going to wow, 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 wow with you. That you. Find somebody objective. Find somebody who is doing well in the workplace. Find someone who's seasoned and who's, you know, has a quality reputation and excellence reputation and ask them, and uh, and then I think I think you can begin to approach your boss. This is never the answer is to never not say anything to your boss, but you need to go in understanding why you think it's unreasonable. Make sure you've validated with that with someone around you that you can trust to be honest with you. And I think you can start a very constructive conversation. There's probably a lot more that I could answer there, but I'd have to be in a back and forth dialogue with the person to know exactly how to guide them through that. Hope that helps, though. Well, Rick, we have one more question here before we end the show. My interview went perfectly. I won the confidence of each hiring manager and I got the job. However, the show that I put up during the interview and the picture perfect appearance I've kept up since then has exhausted me and has gotten me nowhere. I feel stuck. What should I do? Mm. Well, you probably violated one of the the biggest no-nos in my mind um, w- when I think about interviewing for the job. You know, and, and it does center around this idea of just being real. And and it's to the point that I spoke of earlier. When you're at work, you're eventually what is going to happen is that that work crowd of strangers will become family. And they're going to know you, and you're going to know them. And when that happens, something around that dynamic of, you know, being familial, what, what occurs is that you become comfortable. And eventually, you are going to let your hair down. Eventually, someone's going to upset you and aggravate you. And or you're going to feel comfortable to maybe even be a little silly, whatever it is, eventually you're going to be you and they're going to see it. It's like your family. One of the reasons our family drives us so crazy is because they really do know who we are. They really do get the core us. And when we're not being that, they typically will call us on that (laughs) Or when we don't want to acknowledge that we're being that, they'll call us on that too. That's just family. That's what family does. That dynamic happens in the workplace. It's so much easier to just be you. Plus, I cannot tell you, as a manager, as an owner, um, I, I can't tell you how 
how gut-wrenching it can be to realize you hired someone and they're not what they said they were. Um, And a good manager will figure that out pretty quickly. And it's just not how you want to be. The the lack of authenticity is akin to a lack of trustworthiness. And so you have to be really, really careful about the facade. And it sounds like this listener is really trying to be something they're not. And so, I mean, listener, the first thing I'd say to you, you got to step back and ask the question, why are you doing that? I mean, why why are you doing that? I I, I got to just guess somewhere deep down inside of you, there's a sound, sounding voice that's saying to you, the you that you are is not enough. And I can tell you, that voice is lying to you. And I don't know if you've heard that in your past or, or what, but the you that you are is, is enough. And the best thing in this life you will ever be is you. No one else in the entire world can do you as good as you can do you. And so your ability to be the most successful that you can be will be wrapped up in you being you. Uh, And so I would say to you, you, yeah, you're going to be exhausted because you cannot keep up a facade forever. And the more comfortable you get in that workplace, I would tell you that the more difficult it will be it will be for you to 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 carry that facade so what can you do now you're you're where you are you've done what you've done i would say you know begin engaging your managers and build a relationship with them right um build a relationship um and this doesn't have to be again a buddy buddy relationship but i mean know who their their the names of their children know what's important to them know what is um you know what's their hobbies just the same little things that we would find out in passing you know with people we're around all the time and over time you get to know them a little bit better now that should never precede work work is always the first and the most important thing i guess my point here is as you get to know them a little better, they'll get to know you a little bit better. And uh, I would just say, begin dropping the facade. Uh, and I, I don't know how drastic your facade is. Uh, feel free to to shoot me an email and, and we can talk offline if it's, you know, if, if I'm not answering everything here. But I would definitely say to you, you want to step back and um, start building and engaging th- with the folks around you. When you do that enough, they'll, they'll learn who you are. But there's the, the best person that you can be is you, right? And the best job that you can do is through you. And it is exhausting to not, not just be you over time. So hopefully that helped. Uh, Christian, I know we're about out of time, but uh, man, this was hard. This is, we're going to have to figure out how to get the listeners on again and and talk to them. Maybe it's time to do some house calls pretty soon. Well, listeners, this has been episode 32 of season two of On Your Way to Work. If you have any questions that you'd like answered on the air, you can reach us at facebook.com forward slash rawitted, on Twitter at rawitted, or through the contact us tab at rawitted.com. Finally, after many months of waiting, we here at On Your Way to Work are pleased to announce that the first official release of our online career assessment will be in mid-December, and the official launch date of the book 
Outgrow Your Space at Work by Rick Witted is January 5th. And if you go to Amazon.com today, you can pre-order your copy of Outgrow Your Space at Work at a discount of more than 25%. Until next time, thank you for tuning in and have a blessed week.